I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, what's up, all you beautiful people? Ah, I just like breathing into the mic. It's annoying when I breathe into the mic this much, probably is. Um, Hey, listen, I'm sitting by myself at the moment in the studio. Um... Very excited because uh, Francis is not here today. He's um, he's in the countryside. He's in Pusey, Pusey Lane, being a bit Pusey Fusey, floofy. I think I've gone mad after this little episode, but I'm really excited today for the episode because I had one of my best friends in the world on, and I love it. I do you know I speak to him most days, like pretty much every day. I see him every week, but it's always exciting when we get to hang out together because we make some TV or podcasting or whatever, whatever gold. Basically, what I'm saying is we're comedy gold. That's what I think. Um, Mr. Spencer Matthews. Yes, the guy from Made in Chelsea, the guy who won the jump, the guy who was briefly on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, um, the guy who came second in MasterChef, the guy who you can see on covers of like Heat Torso of the Week, the guy who I just keep going on, don't I? But he's here. He's also a new father. Um, he is on the best form I have seen him or been with him for, for... I mean, he's just incredible. I'm so proud of him. He's in such high spirits. We had the funniest chat in the world. We chat about what a sociopath is or a psychopath. We chat about fatherhood. We chatted about Harrods and prank calling them. We chat about so many different things. It's a really wicked episode. I'm super happy with it. So um, go and enjoy. Yeah, it's great. And... Uh, let me know what you think. Remember to Instagram us or tweet us at Private Podcast or send us an email. The email is contact at privatepartspodcast.com. We want to hear all your thoughts and leave us a comment, five-star review, and just write something nice because we love you. All right, here it is. Spencer Matthews, enjoy. Heaviest microphone in the world. What do you mean it's the heaviest microphone it's in the world? the heaviest microphone in the it's world. Not a, it's his microphone. It's about 10 kilos, mate. I oh, look at me. I go to the gym. I should, I could... I should know because I practically reside in the gym. <laughs> you don't reside in the gym. Mate, I've been, I've been boxing a lot recently, obviously. With, with You're fighting as well. Yeah, yeah. Mate. We're going to talk about this, mate. Yeah. You can't just jump ahead. I can't even sit properly in this fucking chair. I, I'm pretty sure that I'm giving this interview. No, which is not an interview. It's a Jamie chat. Jamie Lang, how is life? No, you don't ask me the question. This is a trial, mate. I've just been chatting to your producers and I yeah. said, I, I'm going to take this show over because the two of you are rubbish. And Do you uh, think Do you think if we started a podcast there, it would be a good one? I think it would be better than the one you have with Francis, yeah. <laughs> you think so? Well, that's just standard. Do you worry? Just because, because it's me and you, because of our like relationship or because of your banter? No, I'm more popular, so... Popular with... Everyone. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome to Private Parts Podcast. So this is where we read the most intimate What? What? This is where we read the most intimate sort of details of our lives. Hey, join me today as my buddy, my homeboy, one of my best friends in the entire world. Spencer Matthews. So that was me vibrating as I said that. Hello, hello everybody. <laughs> Good to be back. Do you know when you go on you when you go on these podcasts, you're not meant to like go, hello everybody, you're meant to talk to the individual. It's like there's an individual person there. So you're meant to go, hey, how is your day? Oh, it just seems weird that we're kind of leaning over in these kind of very trendy Should chairs. We, well, do you want to sit more? I'm gonna sit more on the floor. That's what do you want to sit more and I can take my shoes off. 
Also, I talk to you so often that I kind of this feels. Oh, that's way better. Like, there we go. Oh. What is? Look, put it down here. What about now? We just moved to the floor. Okay, good, good. Yeah. Can we all just establish something? So, ladies and gentlemen, hey, first, I just want to say a big hey, thank you to coming back to the podcast. Spenny's episode was one of our favourite ones we ever had. So I thought, you know what? He needs he needs the listeners. He needs the views. He's kind of off TV, you know, at the moment. Not for long. Uh, <laughs> so I thought I'd bring him back on because the, our episode, man, did super well. And, uh, you know, people that I meet in the street, all right, I'm not kidding. The people that I meet in the street go, oh, my God, man, I love the podcast. Is this, They're American. Is this in America? They're, they're all American. <laughs> <laughs> they're all American who like the podcast. Okay, well, that's good. And they're like, hey, man, oh, my God, I fucking love your podcast. I'm like, thanks, dude. And, and then yeah, I become and American. And, and, and do, do Americans live in ele- Elephant and Castle? <laughs> that's strange, isn't it? I, I would have thought that... But every single one says to me, oh, my God, I love the Spencer Matthews episode. Well, yeah, standard, really. But, <laughs> it's not but, standard. Is it not? Okay. I don't know if it's um, standard. No, but, but you know do- what? I, I always have fun chatting to you because you're, you're, nat- you're a naturally gifted conversationalist. And, uh, yeah, but so were you. Well, thank you. That's, I was, that's, just, that's I was just giving it back. That's the only yeah. reason I gave you a compliment was just to see if I got it back. Um, <laughs> but no, it's no, it's always good fun, mate, seeing you. And um, you know, if I can if I can boost your numbers and do you a favour, then why not? Do you know what I love the most about you? Okay, this and we're going to get into so much today. Um, but my favourite thing at the moment is that you you hated you hated. Instagram and social media yes. until about three days ago wow. when I get I get a call <laughs> I've had Spenny and I we call, we call each other probably most days right we speak most days absolutely I, I yeah. would say yeah and um, maybe more than once a day and uh, the, the calls I've been getting recently are uh, hey buddy, how you doing? Um, what is uh, what is your uh, impressions on Instagram at the moment? What are your what are your what are your impressions? Because mine are like fifteen million. What are yours? And and you Nine, know nineteen million. <laughs> and you know, yeah. you know that mine aren't as much as that because you've asked me three times now. Yes. So. Well, it's become a bit of a running joke actually in the Matthews household that that you know you have less reach. On Instagram, and you love Instagram, don't you? It's like Instagram. I'd go so far as to say that Instagram is your favourite thing. No, I wouldn't and, say that. Like I, I personally, I, I think Instagram is mindless. I'll use it. But why? But why do you think it's mindless? Let's start there. Why do you think it's mindless? I just think, okay, not mindless. I think if used properly, it's quite fun and can be quite fun. I, I, my eyes were closed to Instagram, to be honest, for some time due to the kind of overwhelming number of people. Negative comments. Overwhelming kind of amount of people that are just like, oh, hey, like, you know, I'm having jam on toast for breakfast. It's just like, but why on earth would I care what you're eating for breakfast? Do you know what I mean? I just don't get it. Or like, oh, hey, I'm having a coffee. Or like, oh, a million of you have asked where my cap's from. It's from New York. No one's asking you where your cap's from. Not a single person has gone onto your page and said, where is your cap from? Not one. So why is it that everyone's like, oh, you know, like, I've got an overwhelming number of people asking me where my jacket's from. It's from Ralph Lauren. Like, no one cares. Not a single person cares. So I've taken to Instagram, like, almost ironically... Uh, and I play this kind of character almost who who's uh, terrified of the paparazzi, and, and it's I, I, I quite enjoy it. I basically can't go anywhere. Too famous. Every everyone's papping me, and uh, and I'm I'm getting 
really nice comments. Actually, I'm beginning to I'm beginning to enjoy it. You're beginning to enjoy it though because you're getting the attention. That's why you like it. Well, lo- it's no secret that I love attention. You love attention more than anything, and it's and but th- we had this conversation. We went and won. We went to these awards the other day. Now, if no one's seen uh, Hunted, which is a TV show that me and you did, where we were on the Didn't run, that won a Grissom award. That's what I'm talking about. Man. Okay. Yeah, I had to go around with this psychopath. Also, do you, do you, are you a sociopath or psychopath? I don't know. I'm one of the two for sure. I think you're a sociopath, but not in a bad way. But I, yeah, exactly. I don't think it's a bad thing. It's you not know, a bad thing. People identify, you know, darkness and, and stuff with certain words. And I, I personally, you know, if I am one of those two things, so what? I'm delighted. Really happy. So is my family. You know, we're all, we're, we're, <laughs> you know, we're all happy. And guess what? Even my Instagram followers are happy. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Before we go into more Instagram, I'm gonna check out the attributes. Just before of- you do that, just have a very quick look at your impressions and your. <laughs> hang on, just go on to Instagram. Okay, hold on. I'm doing this. We're gonna, we're gonna go back. We're gonna go back. I've actually only just started doing stories six days ago, and I just want to see about you know traffic, mine versus yours. You, you actually want to check out? A, oh, is that your baby crying? I've had to bring my son with me because we're just so busy that, you know, work, 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 work. Go and work, have work, a quick work. look, see if it's your baby crying. Two you might just need his dummy, two sex. Hold on. He's just having a lovely little dream. Oh, that's just cute. just murmuring in his sleep. Hold on, before we get back into Instagram, I just want to go into this little sociopath thing. So I, so these are, these are the five traits that you can tell if you're a sociopath. Okay. Okay, you ready for this? Yes. <laughs> I'll be, I'll, I, I swear. You're, the funny thing is, you're almost excited. Yeah. You're almost excited that's, that you could be a sociopath. That's because I don't think it's a bad thing. And also, <laughs> and also, you know, I think there should be more sociopaths. There are a lot of, all, all, uh, all uh, business promi- owners are I, sociopaths. I promise to be completely honest with you. Because I genuinely, I'm not sure what a sociopath is, but go on. Here are five things that sociopaths do okay firstly they're extremely charming yes that is sociopaths are almost always well liked thank you yeah they don't experience remorse not at all (laughs) (laughs) we had a uh, listeners we had a um we had a hang on but so far so far all three of those things are good things. Yes, but yes, but th- but not experiencing remorse is probably not a good thing. No, but the only reason I don't experience remorse is because it leads to to kind of more. Uh, na- I I don't experience remorse naturally, but it, it that can only be a good thing. Exper- what, that you don't experience remorse. Experiencing remorse <laughs> leads to stress and upset, and, <laughs> yes, and kind of you know it's like it, it, it drags if on. If you murdered someone, yeah. you'd just go ah. Oh, well, you'd feel, you know, <laughs> slightly upset. It depends. It depends on who you're murdering. <laughs> true. Okay, true. We had this. The funniest was was that we had. Um, we Spenny was. Well, hang on, I, what are the other two? I'm going to get into, it, but this is this is the reason why I love it is because we had this. You had this interview the other day, and what Spen likes to do now is because you had this whole image of you in Maine Chelsea that probably. I reckon there's like 50-50, right? You, you definitely played a character, but also half of it was slightly you in a sense. Yes, you were a playboy. Yes, you were this guy who was slightly promiscuous and all those kind of things. Were you so much of an arsehole occasionally? No, you're not. You're actually a very sweet guy and you're actually quite insecure and shy and things like that deep down. I'm just letting all of your secrets. I, just, I don't even know why you said that. It's just <laughs> absolute nonsense. <laughs> but the funniest thing was is he now, Spen now goes into interviews and uh, the interviewee will say, oh, so Spenny, um, go on. So you're made in Chelsea days. You were this guy. You were seen as like a dick and all this kind of stuff was it really real and you will go 
No. <laughs> That's what you'll say. But to the but, but I've recently I've recently realised that uh, I shouldn't slag off the show, which gave mm-hmm. me uh, kind of my platform as such. And I love doing Made in Chelsea. And looking at you now, it's just it takes me back to kind of all the amazing times that we, yeah. that we had filming what's turned out to be an international success story show. Like it's inc- thank you it, to me. Yeah, it, thanks very much to me. Uh, <laughs> and but and basically it's you know it's it was great fun for me. It just, it changed as all things do. You know, it started off really fresh and original and it became a bit different for me. And, and yeah, I did get bored and I started to... I'm not a journalist. What do you do? I, start, you? I started to elaborate on dark areas of my character. I thought it would be fun. You're not an artist. I'm a method actor. You're not a method actor. I'm a method actor. You didn't just, you didn't just want to experience different parts of I your w- psyche. I woke up one morning and I said, you know what? The show could use a villain. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I said, we'll unlikely make it to a third series unless I turn myself dark. No, do you know what happened? One of our head producers, when that whole thing between, like, you, you, I think something happened. I can't remember what it was. And the producer said, you said... You probably slept with one of my girlfriends, because <laughs> that actually used to happen a lot. But one of the producers said to you, Spencer, stop doing this. You're going to look like a dick. And you went, I'm a cunt. Make me look like a cunt. <laughs> That's what you Again, said. in character, method acting. That's just that's that's me. You know? Yeah, but it's, I get getting carried away. I started thinking, you know, I might just I might just go deep into a like you know, like Heath Ledger's Joker. That was me. I played the character to a T. Look, the minute I've left the show, everything I've ever been on, lovely bloke. So why don't you t- take from that? Get what you will. will. The funniest part of that is that you had this interview, and they said, and you were like, oh, all this kind of stuff, and they said, so was it was it was it real? And you went. You went, was it real? And you went, well, duh. and they went, wait, so it wasn't real. And you go, well, I don't know. It, it was. And you play this kind of role. And they went, so you didn't go out with those girls. And you go, yeah, yeah, I went out with them. <laughs> My point is. <laughs> the best thing is you went, yeah, yeah, I went out with them. And they went, so they, you definitely cheated them. You went, well, yeah, but it's not really real, is it? And they went, why do you know? you went, because in my head, they were fictional. Well, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> uh, no, what, no, what I mean is a lot of the relationships which I had on the show, I wouldn't have had if it wasn't for the show. Yeah, Therefore, true. in my mind... It's not something that when I'm 50 years old and I look back at past relationships, they won't even feature because they weren't relationships that I would deem real in a sense. Yeah. No, I get it. I do. Listen, I completely get it. So hold on. So you have no remorse, right? So very little remorse. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, number three, yeah. they're really arrogant. Uh, fine line between confidence and arrogant. You know, I'm very, very confident. I suppose I could be seen as a bit arrogant, but again, I, you know, I, that's that's an element of my character that I like playing up to because I think it's funny. I definitely think you are arrogant, but not in a bad. You know, there's there's arrogance and there's arrogant, right? I don't mind being told that I'm wrong if I am wrong, <laughs> but I'm rarely wrong. Yeah, but but you're but you're. <laughs> that was a joke. You can't hear people laughing. I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you? Well, you thought the audience were going to laugh at that? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I told you, mate. I'm a, I'm a method actor. I think the audience just switched off after that comment, did they? But the best thing is, is that you are arrogant. You are arrogant for sure. However, when you come in contact with other alpha males, you actually become a bit insular. You become a bit nervous. The prime example is when we did Hunted together. We're in a car. We're in a car with these like three quite rude boy guys. They were hooligans. <laughs> they were, and Spencer sitting. <laughs> in the back <laughs> and the driver was driving he went, he went 
he went, he went, oh, boys, boys, we're doing this. So Hunted, if you haven't seen it, is basically where you go on the run from the police for two weeks and you try and escape them. And we were in a car thinking we were being chased by the hunters, which turns out we were never were. He was a vigilante. We were vigil- And we were in the car and the guy in the front was this alpha male, Francis. And um, Spencer was going a bit like sketchy and things like that because he was confronted with another alpha male. And the guy said, the, the guy went, Whoa, boys, boys, which way should we go? Which way should we go? And one of his mates went, let's turn right, let's turn right. And Spencer went, yeah, yeah, righty whitey. <laughs> and then we went over a bump. We went over a bump and Spencer went, went oh, bumpy wumpy. <laughs> Yeah. And you got out the car. They left. You went, why do I become really camp around alpha males? Well, there we go. Again, just endless entertainment. Uh, <laughs> the hunt, Hunter was fun. The only difficult thing about doing Hunter was doing it with you, to be honest. Uh, anyway, wait, what, what's the fifth and number final? Number four. Number four. They take big risks. You've said number four, four like, no, loads. No, number three was they're really arrogant. Okay. Number four, they take big risks. Yeah, I love a risk. Yeah, I think you do. But but you like risks because you love skydiving. You skydive how many times? I think I did 29 jumps in a day or something. But the best thing, the, the, the fun thing about skydiving is, and this is a true fact, um, no, I, went, I, I didn't really used to enjoy flying so much. And I went with my buddy Max and we did our accelerated freefall course. And nobody told me that um, the first jump that I will ever do will be with no one strapped to my back. And that's- First one ever. But I've never ever. That's done. a can't be, mate. Come on, mate. Skydive Spain in Spain. They're absolutely the lunatics. So wait. So how do you? I've how never do you done. Learn? A t- I've never done a tandem. So ever. how do you learn at the beginning? You, you're on. You're on the you ground. You learn on the ground. Yeah. You spend like half a day on the ground, like prepping for it, and then obviously you get flung out of a plane and you forget absolutely everything because you're plummeting to your what feels like imminent death, and uh, <laughs> and, and you know all of a sudden everything that Juan taught you on the ground is like fucking bullshit. You forget everything. Wait. So let's just get this right. So so you're so you're on the ground and. You, you, you have the parachute like on a lovely little kind of trailer thing which obviously isn't being hurtled through the air at 120 miles an hour of terminal velocity so like, and they're just like just pull the string they're like oh yeah you put your hand in front of your face and you pull the string and stuff and you're like oh this is easy and they're they, English as well no that's Australian actually weirdly <laughs> all Aussies mate you, know, you, you gotta put your hand in front of your face whilst you, whilst you pull on the cord mate you know you pull the cord if you don't pull the cord then you're gonna go straight through the clouds and you're gonna fucking crash your face mate <laughs> so um yeah lots of that and, and, but they're so they're like notoriously relaxed aren't they They're like, oh mate you'll be fine don't worry like we'll throw you out of the plane no problem uh, and then you know I, I was actually in a savage rage when i landed because obviously managed but I, I struggled to find the chute <laughs> but but what's so, it wait hang on so you you let's just get this so you you're on the ground you've been taught what to pull you've been told are you wearing a watch to tell you what time you should an altimeter it? yeah What's an altimeter? An altimeter is something that measures your altitude. Dum dum. So, 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 you're, <laughs> so you're constantly looking. So, you're, you, so you, you've been to all of these things. You're literally glued to it. So your first jump. Are you, just, are you just looking at it? I was so scared. Yeah, I didn't see a single thing other than the altimeter. So you like jump out and you're just absolutely bricking it, obviously. And like yeah, the altimeter's about three inches from your face. And, all, and you're just waiting until you pull. You're supposed to pull around like 600 meters from the ground ground and uh or 600 feet or whatever it is and uh or 6,000 feet sorry so obviously 6,000 feet you're supposed to pull you jump out of yeah 600 feet. meters is quite quick well you'll die <laughs> yeah uh no six six sorry yeah 6,000 feet you're supposed to pull and when you get a bit better you can pull about 3,000 feet sometimes even lower uh I think I pulled at 7,000 feet but I couldn't find the tog because obviously you know reaching for something on your back 
on the ground and reaching for something on your back, going terminal velocity through the air is two extremely different things, which they fail to mention. Well, it's it's like it's like if you put a, if I put a plank of wood on the ground here and said walk across that, yes, you'd be able to do it easily. But if I put that hundred feet up in the air and said walk across it, you would have a bit I'd of an issue. Do it. On my head. Yeah. <laughs> you would? Yeah, standard. You'd slide Ar- across it. Is that arrogant? Okay, what's the fifth Wait, no, point? hang on. I just want to get back to this. So you're, so you get, so you're in the plane. The plane's going up. Yeah. And, and they open the door. Spencer! Spencer! Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, oh, Spencer! Spin! Spin! Yeah, don't worry, mate. It's fine. I've done this a million times. It's like, well, I haven't. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, so. Oh, don't worry. Just pull that string when you get oh, off the way. it's all right, mate. Like, if you don't pull it within 1,500 feet, it'll pull itself. That's bollocks, isn't it? Fucking no, no chance. Anyway, so like, yeah, you um, you jump out, and yeah, it was awful. Someone jumps out with you and kind okay. of holds holds an arm and a leg, but obviously, like, when you do eventually find your shoot and you pull, you are on your own. So if you did have a line over or a line twist or something like on your very first jump, which let's be honest is unlikely but entirely possible, yeah, um, you're dealing with it on your own. And um, but what happens? So what does that say? So, so you're falling. You're looking at your your optometer, whatever it's called, altimeter. <laughs> Optometer. <laughs> that's my sorry. That's my superhero name. Optometer. <laughs> uh, the, the Omnitrix. <laughs> no, the Optometer is my. I don't know if you've seen my recent campaign with Cartoon Network, but I'm the face of the uh, op- the Omnitrix. Sick man. Deluxe Omnitrix. Yeah, for Ben Ten. Wait, hang. On. So basically, so you, you're falling out. You then you then watching your altimeter, and you pull the string at the six thousand mark, whatever it is. The cord, yeah. And then the cord, and it goes out. What is the feeling when the, then it actually goes up normally in your first jump? Oh yeah, I'm, okay, okay. So I completely forgot. This is actually quite funny. So they say on the ground when you pull your chute for the first time, whatever you do, do not look straight up at it. So pull your chute, and they're like, you pull your chute, mate, and then you, you got to wait for four seconds. Before you look up. And I'm like, why do you have to do that? They just say, because otherwise you'll just see a flailing mess, you know, and, and, you, and you'll shit yourself, you know. And, and, and I was like, okay, fine, whatever. And on, honestly, because you've never experienced falling like that, it's, it's really it's uncomfortable. The most, so it's, the most un, it's the most unhuman thing to do, to jump you, towards the ground. You're so alert, obviously, when you're doing it. And, and, like, and like, you know, I, I, I pull the ripcord. Obviously, the very first thing you do is look straight up and you just see this absolute trash bag kind of like flopping around in the wind and like you immediately just assume that you're gonna die <laughs> and uh, and all of a sudden like you're looking at it and mine was going <laughs> for a bit and then all of a sudden about you know three seconds in it goes and, and it pops out and you're literally like <laughs> and um yeah i have to say you're pretty damn delighted to see it uh without any issue is it just it's just failing around that's all it's doing well because it has to catch the air obviously it doesn't just pop out like it goes up and then the air catches in it but it's quite a big like especially when you're a beginner like the parachute's huge to give yourself you yeah, know, yeah like as, you know it's, it's not you're not going to be maneuvering and stuff so you basically just land slowly and uh yeah it takes a little while for the the air to get into it hey everyone we're going to come back with private parts in just one second just after this hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Whew, there we go. Now, let's get back into it. So we can kind of pretty easily say that you take big risks. But underneath this bit says, this is number four, by the way, if you're a sociopath, it says, or, or psychopaths. It says, a psychopaths have little regard for safety, especially other people's. Which I don't think is true. No, other pe- I'd have concern for other people's safety. I, but I, I don't have much concern for my own safety. That is, that is genuine. Like, if I could ride my motorbike without a helmet i would but but also i think actually weirdly enough i think that's total opposite because i i know two occasions when you've actually you're you're one of these strange people that sort of not strange people at all but probably right people that spring to attention in in terms of danger there was one where our buddy stevie johnson from main chelsea fell off the back of he bay we're in a nightclub in barcelona and there was a curtain behind us and he took a shot and leant backwards into the curtain not knowing that it was a ledge yeah. fell what 10 feet must have been at least yeah yeah Tell, onto his head and spencer was the first person to jump down and help him well well me and as everyone else was leading him out the club and going to hospital with him and admit and went oh we'll see you in a second boys and went back in to drink more yeah um, and then the other you missed the funny bit I, I kind of dove down after him not realising how high it was and I'm pretty sure I fractured my ankle so, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah you jumped down from well, it well he, he disappeared into this curtain and I opened the thing and you know not to be morbid or whatever but he was lying unconscious on the floor with a kind of little pool of blood next to his head and I thought well crikey you know someone's got to do something so jumped down it was, so you, you literally took the tablecloth of the table, put it around as a cape and said, here I come. Yeah, I was like, don't worry, mate. I'm, I'm coming down after you. And I, and, and I yeah, jumped down. Looked way... to your altimeter and jumped, yeah. jumped yeah, just, just pulled the goggles down and, and got into flight mode. <laughs> jumped down and uh, yeah, pulled, pulled the cord pretty quickly, given that it was only about three, four meters. But yeah, it did wreck my ankle. And then, um, yeah, remember, not many people were helping us. No though, one was. So we, we got outside and the hospital was only down the road but the ambulance said it was going to take ages and he was unconscious so I um we carried him to hospital or I carried him to hospital didn't we but but also then you got kicked out by the police remember that video of them kicking your butt well, well I, th- I think the police thought that I'd done that to him and obviously given their lack of uh linguistic ability well mine too i couldn't speak um spanish and they couldn't speak english so so yeah they they th- they thought that I'd done that to him because they came around the corner and I was like propping up Stevie's uh soon to be dead body and I think they thought that I'd kind of violated him in some sort of way so they beat me up which is nice they did they, they beat they came you over up. and punched me and beat me up yeah but you know I wasn't a ninja then uh, obviously you what know, would you have done now punch them back now yeah I'd absolutely ruin them mate I've been training for this lady garden boxing fight which you're also in tomorrow but, we'll but move the, on to that but then bit. the other one is that you did is when you were and this is more just this is purely just out of your own annoyance you were in a cinema Oh yes. What happened? Uh I'll even remember the film in a set Rush. We were watching Rush. Uh Chris Hemsworth, isn't he lovely? Uh you know. <laughs> oh, he's another Aussie. Oh man, he's such a legend. Uh yeah, so so ta- Bar and Bite. Yeah, ta- tale of two absolute legends, uh Nicky Lauder and uh and Hunt, James Hunt on the on the F one circuit and I really was really, really enjoying the film. Until someone very selfishly decided to have what appeared to be some sort of heart attack or something. Um, There's the remorse coming in. Yeah, I, mean, I was so annoyed with them. I was like, "Can't you just do this on your own time?" Anyway, so like, so we so we sat there, and this bloke's having an absolute meltdown, and his wife kind of shouts to stop the film and stuff. Very annoying. It was like at that really good bit. How how loud was it? it was pretty loud, mate. Honestly, like it was it was pretty deafening. Like she stood up and screeched, and all of a sudden, uh, they let the film carry on, but the lights came on. And then, uh, and I thought, 
okay, quickest way to get the film back on is just to handle this myself. So, so I went down and, and kind of, you know, had a look at him, looked pretty shit, to be honest. So, uh, so did quick- you come down and go, yeah, yeah, that's definitely a heart attack. Yeah. I came down, I went step aside. I'm a doctor. Uh, <laughs> didn't really do that. But, but I said, everyone calm down, everyone calm down, you know, being all, being all ag and panic and pandemonium. You, you we'll got get up you know there, everyone calm down. Yes, it is me. Yeah. Spencer Matthews everyone from Maine down, and Chelsea. Selfies later, <laughs> form an orderly queue, relax. Okay. Okay, I'm going to handle the situation. So I said, I said, I said so we called the, uh, we called uh, an ambulance. I ran outside, got the paramedics, brought them in, had the guy stretch it out, received uh, a round of applause, standard. And then for what uh, for bringing the paramedics into the cinema? I called them, as I just said, and and sorted the whole thing out. Basically, never received a thank you from him for probably saving his life. But no worries, I'm sure he'll probably uh, listen to your podcast, Jamie. He might even be American and live in Elephant and Castle, so you might even <laughs> see him on the street. Um, and and, uh, and yes, yeah, so basically we were there, but then we'd missed the good bit because they hadn't stopped the film uh, and the lights went off again, and we'd missed the good you know ten minute chunk of the of the film, and uh, and I just stood up and said does anyone want the film rewinding? And everyone went, yes. I went, oh God, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. So, so you, yeah. went up to the, you went up into the box above. Yes, I did, yeah. To rewind the film yourself. No, no not myself. No, Game down on. for more applause. No, come on, not myself. So no, so I went, went, I went to the top and I went, excuse me. It's amazing that you're a paramedic as well as a filmographer. I know, mate. It's just a multi-talented. Anyway, so yeah, went, went back. It went back outside and said, come on guys, you've missed, you know, and then I said, can you rewind the film for 15 minutes? And, and they went, yeah sure and they did it received more applause uh, and, and, and then you know sat down and we, and we just cracked on like nothing had ever happened and, uh, and did everyone did everyone allow you to leave first at the end were they like god there he goes the oh, hero mate, it was a cap down hood up moment you know kind of get me out of here I hope there's not too much press you know all that stuff <laughs> okay and then further on our under thing they take big risks which is still on number four it says uh, they often lie, cheat, and steal to get ahead. What do you think about that? Hmm. Be honest. Yeah, I will be honest. Not, not so much now, I don't think. No. I th- well, I think your priorities sort of shift when you have a child, and I'm not just using him to get out of a tricky question, but, you know, you are far more aware of dangerous things, and you are more concerned for safety, and, you know, as far as lying, cheating, and stealing goes... Um, I'm in a kind of not rarefied position, but a position where, you know, I earn well, I'm busy, you know, so I don't really need to do that to get ahead of people in business. Um, so I'm very lucky is, is what I'm trying to say, you know, very happy with, with life and work and, you know, always busy. And so is Vogue. And I've married a, a strong, powerful woman who, who, you know, puts you in your place, who doesn't who puts me on a place and who also doesn't all strictly speaking in terms of like, you know, the, the animal kingdom wouldn't need me, you know, she can provide for herself. So, you know, we're on a complete level par. And uh, I think lying, cheating and stealing can often come out of kind of desperation uh, in order to get ahead or, you know, if you're behind and feel like, you know, it's not your fault, then perhaps you might lie, steal, cheat or steal. But in terms of um, where I am now, um, with, you know, stuff, it's, it's, uh, unnecessary, you know, so I wouldn't say that I, well, I, I never lie to Vogue. Um, obviously 
I don't think you mean cheating in terms of kind of old no. school cheating on exes. I obviously don't cheat on Vogue. And, and stealing is, uh, is uh, something that I've never really done. No, you've never stolen. But I think, I think, but this is, and we can get into this bit because it's me and you and, and I've been in the same boat. I think the, um, <clears throat> we, we both probably were victim of, of lying because firstly, we were probably insecure and we were probably lying because we thought it would put us in a better light and things like that. But I think that is down to, do you know what I think? I think it's down to too much alcohol. That I think me and you were definitely uh, in that stage where we overindulged ourselves. We um, wanted to be the center of attention and the party boy. And our USP, our unique selling point was the fact that we could party the hardest and we could go out and we were going out six, seven times a week, drinking the entire time. And, yeah. and that led to terrible things right i just i just think that uh you know the truth can often be bent a little bit if you yourself are unhappy with the way certain things are going in your life so you know as you say drinking too much or going out too much people often feel the need to justify uh the fact that oh they only do that because we're really busy or or whatever you know there's always some sort of excuse so yeah i certainly in my lifetime have bent the truth a bit uh but uh, again, you know, it's not something that plays a part in my life. Now, I think all kind of young people bend the truth to a degree uh, because, you know, it's simply... Would you want to do it to well, fit in as well? It's simply normal. Yeah, you want, you, want to, you want to look cooler than you are. You want to be funnier than you are. You want to, you know, there's always an element of how can I be a better, more interesting person? And with that comes a slight distortion of the truth sometimes. Yeah, but, but you know, now you, you're, you're sober now. You don't, you don't drink at all. And you're, you are. And also, I've said this to you before, but this is like the best I've ever... And, and, you know, me and you have, you know, we've been friends for years, mm. years and years and years and really close. And I've been through the best of times with you and the worst of times with you. And likewise for me, the other way around. And I feel like this at this point is is the best version of yourself. You 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 are you're kind, you're funny, you're witty, you're all these things. You're actually working hard. You're focusing all this kind of. You're a dad, all that. You're loving husband, all this kind of stuff. Um, but what was the catalyst to stop you drinking? Because I think there's probably a lot of people out there who are drinking too much and all these kind of things. Why did you stop it? Um. You realise I haven't actually come out as sober yet, so, <laughs> so thanks, Jay. Uh, uh, I don't, I don't particularly want to preach to people this early on. I, I, uh, I haven't had a drink since early June, um, and it's uh, just a lifestyle decision that I made. It's, it's health based, and also uh, I. Uh, I, I have always been a better person when when I don't drink as much. Not that I was ever a, a terrible drunk or a, a horrible person, because I don't believe I was. But for me, I don't line my ducks up in order properly when I'm even slightly hazed. So for me, um, I'm I I'm in a position now where I have to be uh, the the head of our family with Vogue, you know, we share equal responsibility. Vogue is very responsible, very organized, very busy. And I didn't want, I want, I wanted to fit in, you know, so look, before we had Theodore around the time that we got married, I, I thought to myself, Oh, I'll just, I'll just do a month where I don't have a single drink and stuff went so well for me. Um, that, you know, I extended it a bit. And who knows what the future holds. I don't want to put myself in a position where, you know, if I'm ever seen 10 years down the line holding a beer that people think I've relapsed or whatever, you know, I don't have <laughs> a drinking issue. I just like, 
I made a life decision to not drink. And so far, um, I'm just really enjoying it, like really enjoying it. But I don't want to be one of those people that, you know, pack, no, that, pack that, six, that six months out. under their yeah, belt yeah, yeah, and yeah. goes, you know, oh, I haven't had a drink for six months. Everybody follow me. Do the same thing as me. You know, but for me, my life is just immeasurably better uh, for the fact that I am just so you know clean and sober and, do, do, and my, do, my mind is is so that's why do you think mentally because for me when i was drinking a lot uh i was and i and i and i drink still but and, and i'm not saying that you'll never not go to drink again it's just for the moment you just did a change i think it was great um do you think that you feel do you think you feel mentally happier because of it as well yeah, I mean, even at times when I've when I was drinking quite heavily, you know, I've always considered myself to be a happy person, but I was never one hundred percent content with my life or the direction that my life was heading. I always felt like I was fortunate uh, to have such a loving family, uh, but I was never truly proud of myself. Uh, and now I'm beginning to uh, land some pretty major jobs to, you know, make some fairly substantial money. And, and, you know, I now look at my son and I see a bright future for him because of my own actions. And I, I, that makes me proud of myself because I know that I'm going to be able to provide him with an incredible life that he deserves. And everything just makes sense to me because he ultimately comes first. And for me, just focus, you know, full focus and, you know, doing stuff for charity and working hard and, and, and you know, being the person that I can be and achieving the things that you can achieve became very important to me. Hoorah! Fuck yeah. <laughs> okay, and the last one, I love that. I freaking love this honesty, man. Yeah. I love it. This is why I love doing shit with you. You're just the best. And number five, they're master manipulators. This is the last one. I think, again, yeah, it used to be something I was probably more interested in. I found, you were. I, I think found, you definitely were a master manipulator, for well, sure. I'm not, just, I'm not just trying to say that, look, all my behaviour on Made in Chelsea was fake or whatever, because, look, of course it wasn't. But, like, it, you had to manipulate certain scenes in order to create drama so that people enjoy the show. Yeah, but forget about that. They say they don't experience genuine emotions towards others. I'm not sure that's true. Like, I, 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 I'm pretty ecstatic about my child and wife. And yeah, I, have I, to, I have to say, I'm pretty blasé about most people. <laughs> but, you know, like, the opinions of most people don't matter to me, I have to say. But, hey. but like, the opinion of my wife and my family and, you know, select few friends, then, you know, I'm all ears and stuff. But, yeah, I have to say, you know, we, we get parents shamed a bit. Uh, you know, for you know, if people knew that Theodore, aged ten weeks, was sitting behind me in a pram whilst I'm doing a podcast, there'd be uproar. And it's just like, why? Yeah, stick to your own crying, whinging mess of a kid. Yeah, and I, and I'll do I'll do mine. How about that? My kid sleeps through the night. What does yours do? There's the emotions towards others. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay, right, Puggy. Hold on. So, do we think? Do we think that you are a sociopath or psychopath? Well, does, isn't a psychopath? I just like sounds a, a bit intense. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like you know, you've I'm, got tendencies of a sociopath. Listen, if those things make me a sociopath, then <laughs> they I, do. Then the I, internet I, says they do. Well, if the internet says it, then it must be true. <laughs> yeah. I personally don't. I think sociopath sounds hey, like I you're going to take you. an axe to someone. I agree with you, man. I can. Do you know what? I, I completely agree with you. I really, really do. I, I think it's a term that is kind of like slightly, you know, fuzzy. You know, it's like herpes type one. You say that. 
What? Why are you staring no, at me? I'm not staring at you. you say, no, but as in if you say herpes type 1, that's cold sores on your mouth, and, and people go, oh my God, you got herpes. It's not, it's, 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 a, it's, it's a term. Well, yeah, I mean, sociopathic <laughs> behavior and having herpes is a bit different. <laughs> Uh, on that note, buddy, we need to have the question of the week from Francis. Are you ready for this? You got to answer this question. Here we go. Go on then. And the question of the week is What is a flock of ravens called? What is the name for a flock of ravens? Okay, that's it from Francis. Whether, is he in a submarine? Like, um, what do you think it is? What do you think the answer is? What a, can you whisper it to me? What, I don't. I don't fucking know the answer. What's a flock of ravens? You know this better than me. You're, you're not, not cultured, but yeah, you know it better than me. You are a bit cultured, actually. Thanks. Um, what the? You, stop! You don't, stop looking at the computer. Stop looking at the computer. Can't give it a guess. Is, I is it supposed to be a funny question? Or no, it's a, obviously a real question. What is a flock? Of, a flock? It's, it's a flock. Is it, a flo- it can't be called a flock. Come on. What's a flock of ravens called? I'm going to go for... Um, ravenous. Ravenous? <laughs> no, ravenous. Ravenous. <laughs> a flock of ravens called hell. <laughs> That's you going to say it? Yeah. Gonna, hell. Yeah, hell. <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, please stick around for part two. We're going to have, have the answer to the question the, of the week. Have and you seen the birds? Yeah. What, do, uh, not, Alfred are they Hitchcock. Crow, are they crows or ravens? Because that's dark. <laughs> so where they come and attack you? Yeah, flock of ravens. <laughs> I absolutely, don't know. Absolutely. Hey, can you just tell our audience you're going to be back for part two? Hey, guys. Uh, I may or may not be back for part two. <laughs> See you in part two. Bye. <laughs> When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. 
That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code GLOW.